You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you, you just, just want to ask your mom. mom. Welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And I'm Renee Sproles. And today we are starting our series, which we're going to call Cultivate. We are always saying that it's so much better to elevate or cultivate what you are looking for in your children, i.e. the virtues, rather than squashing what you don't want in your children, the vices. Yeah, and with that in mind, we thought we'd take some time to talk about a few of the virtues you can cultivate in your kids through the years. Like always, moms take the long view Mm -hmm. on each one of these that we're going to be going over the next few weeks. This week, well, our very first week, we thought it'd be good to start with kindness. Yeah, so if you want, and who doesn't, a kind 16-year-old, you have to start working on kindness when he's four or earlier than that. Mm -hmm. And then when he's six. Mm Mm-hmm. And then when he's eight, eight. (laughs) you get the idea. Cultivating character traits in our kids is an ongoing process, just like you cultivate a field or a garden. Now, you're my gardener friend, Bonnie. What do you do when when you garden? Oh, my goodness. There's constant weeding and feeding and encouraging and talking to your plants and making sure they have all the right soil. You don't just wake up one day and poof, you know, have kind kids because they happen to have good genetics. Yeah. and, And I always love to talk about the physiology of virtues, because I think when God tells us to do something, it's for our good. I'm seeing that the longer I live, the more I'm like, it's not a bunch of rules and finger wagging. Right. It's, it's more like I'm the one who made you and I know how you can thrive. Just like you're talking about with those plants in the Mm -hmm. garden. So the Mayo Clinic's website notes that kindness has been shown to increase self-esteem, empathy, and compassion and even improve our moods. It can decrease blood pressure and cortisol, that stress hormone that does all that damage to us. And people who give a lot of themselves in a balanced way tend to be healthier and live longer. Kindness can increase your sense of connectivity with other people. Makes sense. It can directly impact loneliness, improve your low mood, enhance relationships in general. And good news, it's contagious. So looking for ways to show kindness can give you a focus activity. Especially if you tend to be anxious or stressed in some social situations, find the kind. Yeah, that's a great. Ooh, I like that. Find the kind. I just made that up. That's a bumper sticker. You are our bumper sticker generator. Thanks. I get that a lot. (laughs) So good. So good. And kindness is also good for our minds. So kindness can positively change your brain. Being kind boosts your serotonin and your dopamine, which are neurotransmitters in the brain that give you feelings of satisfaction and well-being and cause the pleasure and reward centers in your brain to light up. And endorphins, which are our body's natural painkiller, can also be released. So there's no downside to being Mm -mm. kind. Nope, nope. But for all the talk about kindness these days, our world is growing increasingly unkind, divided, and even contemptuous. Hmm. Why do you think that is? Why is our culture so harsh? I have lots of reasons. I think that social media has brought out the worst in us mm-hmm. instead of the best in us. So it's not social at all. It's it's actually like <laughs> anti-social. It's anti-social. It it makes, lets you hide behind a computer screen. Mm. It gives you a false sense of community. Uh, things I've read on social media, I would dare to say, I would rarely see people say to each other um, oh, face sure. to face. Mm-hmm. 
And so I think that, and then I think that um, there are spiritual forces that are called, like telling us lies. Yeah. Spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms, to I, quote Ephesians 6. I think you can be kind on social media. It depends on oh, your yeah. um, the yeah. community that you curate. Because I've seen some writer groups and different things who are supremely encouraging to one another. Like, and that's why you would go there is mm-hmm. to, you know, reach out and say, hey, I can't, I'm not doing so well with this day. People jump on all the time and encourage. So you can. Oh, yeah. I have, I'm on some groups on Facebook that are kind of theology bent. Mm-hmm. And some of those can be really excellent for just helping people navigate things they want to study or an issue that they're trying to kind of take apart and think for themselves on. And then I've seen the opposite. Yeah. I've seen the instigators, the nitpickers. Yeah, all the political commentary and the, the screamers. <laughs> yeah, and the arguers. I mean, and even on the these, quote, Bible groups, you oh, know, yeah. where people bring out the worst in each other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we just, we have so many kind of forces that are stacked against us in terms of being kind that we want to be countercultural yeah. in how I we mean, live our... you get our, to choose what you follow. So. That's exactly right. So we... And listen, okay, random acts of kindness. You remember that? Speaking oh, yeah. of bumper stickers, that practice random acts of kindness. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good as far as it goes. But I think that it's even better to be intentional in your acts of kindness. I just don't think we're all predisposed to being kind. So if I'm just going to let it randomly happen, uh, yeah, I see then I, I don't think that's good enough. It's not good enough for me. Mm. It's good enough maybe for a handful of people who are just disposed with predisposed you know, by God with gentleness and kindness, but it's not good for the rest of us who aren't. Um, Anne Kurilas, who has an article at the Gospel Coalition, we'll link to it, um, points out that kindness is rooted in love. It's not always agreeable. That one's going to be interesting. And it grows as we follow Jesus. Okay, so let's look at these three ideas as we think about cultivating kindness with our kids. Yeah. So the first one, kindness is rooted in love. So Anne Carlos writes, biblical kindness, true kindness is always rooted in the steadfast and self-sacrificing love of God. He is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. Mm -hmm. He's gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness. Okay. I've just been marinating in this concept since Mm -hmm. I was writing this outline, which you graciously gave to me to write because I told you kindness and humility. I'm going to be working on those. Those are my, (laughs) those are my things I think I need to dig in and, and work on. And in the Old Testament, as I read her article and studied this, um, I found the Hebrew word, I don't know how to say it, hesed, which means loving kindness. And it's describing how God relates to his people. So it, it does, it's not translated just kindness. It's translated loving kindness. And he not only demonstrates it, he expects us to respond to him in kind in the same way. Mm-hmm. In Hosea 6.6, 6, he says, I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. So mere niceness, which is our burnt offerings and sacrifices that just go through the motions without love, does not delight God. Right. So you're trying to um, give mercy, steadfast love, compassion, loyalty, goodness, great kindness, and favor. Mm-hmm. It's not sentimental or sappy. Mm-mm. It has the attributes of strength and devotion that stem from a covenant between God and us or between humans. That's cool. Okay, so we all know it's easy to be kind to the people who are kind to us. Yeah. But we're going to teach our children how to display God's loving kindness. That's kindness 
when people are unkind to us. And who's been unkind to God? Who's rejected God? Well, all of us Mm -hmm. at some point have been that person. So unlike cultural kindness, which is kind of tit for tat, God's kindness captures the steadfast and sacrificial love, the love that refuses to abandon people who are radically different from him, who anger him, who fail him again and again. So biblical kindness is rooted in this kind of covenantal love that endures at all costs. I got to say, I'm not there. Like I I know when, when people have really hurt me or angered me, that's enduring at all costs is not, not your first, not my reaction. (laughs) I don't think it is for a lot of us. And we, I mean, we're not saying don't have any boundaries for people who are dangerous to you. Let's be clear about that. But I just mean an offense. Sure. And even a big offense. It's my thought is, okay, well, I can be done with you. I can forgive you and be done with you. And I thought that was Generous. (laughs) Generous. <laughs> really generous of me. All right. That's not what God does, though. He no. comes back and he's not just merely tolerating. No. And he's not being nice to us while holding his nose. You mm-hmm. know, he's loving us beyond that with this fierce commitment. Yeah. Despite he, ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. He loves us with a fierce kindness that's more committed to our own well-being than we even are mm. a lot of times. So how can, these are big, lofty concepts. How can we do this with our kids, Bonnie? Well, the easy way to start always is to go to scripture and memorize some verses about God's kindness. A good one is Psalm 145.8. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and great in loving kindness. Mm-hmm. Isaiah 54.10 says, Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love, which is that word for kindness, my loving kindness for you will not be shaken. So put those up on your mirror. Yeah, you know, man. Put them on the door of your kid's room. We had post-it notes and index cards all over the house. So when, you know, somebody's not kind to their sibling or to you, go back and have them revisit mm-hmm. that verse that we've been working on this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, hang on a second. I don't think we were we were following that quite so well. Go look at that verse again. Yeah, you'd be surprised, moms, how powerful memorizing God's word is. It's unlike any other work. It's, it's actually living and active, and I, I could see it with my own eyes doing a work in my children's lives, seeing the Holy Spirit act in their lives just by exposing them to Scripture, not just Bible story books, actual just the Bible. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't underestimate your kids in this area. Also, you do just want to model kindness, Bonnie, <laughs> Yeah, to one another. How are you speaking to your spouse? Hmm. Right. How are you speaking to your spouse? And how are you speaking to your children? Oh, so true. Are you kind to them? Yeah. And when they when they say something that is kind or in a good tone, you can point it out. I like how you said that. Sure. That was really kind. You want to point out what you're looking for, like 10 to 1, right? Right. So kindness can be shown in speech, mm-hmm. like what you just said. And, you, you know, we all heard this. If you can't say something nice. Don't say anything at all. Because <laughs> so, love is not rude and people matter. We've talked about that before. So um, you could show kindness in speech, but you can also show it in action. Yeah, yeah. And when they make a hard choice, when they don't take the bait from a sibling who knows just the right buttons to push, celebrate that. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about bullying and cyberbullying, especially with your upper elementary and older children. And walk them through empathy, which is kind of a facet of kindness. Put yeah. yourself in someone mm-hmm. else's shoes and don't, you know, be kind to yourself, to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Um, point out when they help without being reminded. 
Thanks so much for putting your dishes away without me asking. Again, kindness does not get old. You, I mean, I did that even with my high school kids. You know, when I would come home and they, they had, I left the house that morning with dishes in the sink and I came home and they weren't there. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I mean, th- yes, by that age it was expected, but it was still kind. It was still kind. And so yeah. I thanked them. I would thank, it for, thank them for it. And if you're working on this particular virtue, I would use that word. Thanks yes. for being kind. Yes. That's what it looks like. Point out ways to help, like put the shopping cart away so a car doesn't bump into it. Yeah. Um, can you comfort a friend who's sad or your sibling who's sad? Mm-hmm. Um, prompt them. See that man over there? How can we show kindness to that older man? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I can open the door for him. Great. That's a wonderful way to be kind. I'm remembering um, when we interviewed Jane Heather Clayton uh-huh. and Linda Goodwin on prayer with your kids. Remember how she would point out people at church and be like, I need, they just had surgery. I need you to go pray with them. Mm. And she'd just direct her kids. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's a really big deal. But it's just become kind of part of their family identity. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. We pray for others um, and encourage them and are interested in them. And that's kind. Sure. So good. Right. And then number three, we can tell stories that model God's kindness. Um, the Bible story that came to mind was Ruth and Naomi. Uh, Ruth 1, uh, 8 through 20, gives us an example of loving kindness. When Naomi decided to return to Israel after her husband and sons died. Can you imagine, Bonnie? Mm, Just no. think about that for a second. The no. decimation of your family. Yeah, your impulse would not be to do what she did. So her daughters-in-law were faced with a decision. They could go back to Moab, which is where they were from, and they had every right to return there, or they could go to Israel. And Scripture says, Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness, as you have shown kindness, to your dead husbands and to me. And we know the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Orpah went back to Moab, but Ruth went with Naomi and did the hard work. She had to glean in the fields, and she looked after Naomi. But And it was more than just the kind, putting the shopping cart away. <laughs> yeah, this is a life of loyal love. Yeah. The whole life of it. Yeah, she demonstrated that loving kindness that God shows us in Scripture. Read the Bible to your kids. But also, there's some fun kids' books, Bonnie. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, just just look in Amazon for books about kindness, and you can find a bunch. Yeah, a couple of these that I found that are recommended I didn't have in my collection of books that we read when my kids were little, so I ordered them to read with Dottie Lou uh-huh. and whoever else may come along in the future. Nuffle Bunny um, is a series. I think there's three books in that series. So Nuffle Bunny Free by Mo. Uh, I think it's Villems because Villems. they're from Norway or somewhere. Mm-hmm. Looks like Willems. This series is really good for teaching kindness. The, this is the third book, The Nuffle Bunny Free. And it's once a Caldecott Award. And it chronicles the adventures of Willem's daughter, Trixie, and her toy, Nuffle Bunny. So Trixie loses her beloved bunny on an international flight to Holland and ends with an act of courage and kindness. And it takes readers through a surprisingly wide range of emotions. And it shows that learning to think about other people is an important part of growing up. Mm. I can't wait to get it in the mail and read it. Sounds cute. Uh, Any Well, Aesop's fables have Mm. a bunch of them. The lion and the mouse, where the lion gets a thorn in his paw and the mouse comes and helps out. Um, at great risk to his little self. So reading in general, I think, is really helpful for kids to learn empathy and relate to others' feelings. Yep. And then um, Vera B. Williams has a book. She wrote this in 1982. 
So probably before our moms were even born right. who are listening to this, it's called A Chair for My Mother, another Caldecott honor book from the Reading Rainbow era. I remember that? Um, yeah, I've, I ordered this one too. I didn't have it. A family is working together in their community to help rebuild their lives after their uh, house burns down. And each member of the family, grandma, mom, the little girl narrating the story, find ways to contribute coins to a jar to save up for a big, comfortable chair where mama can take a load off her feet in the evenings after waiting tables at the Bulu Tile Diner. Aw. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Can't go wrong with that one. So, okay, that's our first aspect of kindness. And then the second aspect is kindness is not always agreeable. I had to chew on this one for a little while. <laughs> like, what do you mean by this? <laughs> so Kurloss, again, says that real human flourishing comes when humanity lives in submission and obedience to our creator. But because God's love always has the aim of changing a sinful people into a holy nation, godly kindness isn't always agreeable. Yeah, so I think our cultural view of kindness is one that says we rarely disagree. And that that it's kind of bad manners, at least, you know, maybe unkind to disagree. And I would say we are moving in a direction where outrage trumps listening and understanding and where disagreement just means dismissal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, any number of current events might instigate Facebook posts that say something like, if you don't condemn blank, we're no longer friends. Mm-hmm. And I mean, condemnation of injustice is valid, but... We're just seeing again and again how cultural kindness can rigidly respond to disagreement and cancel people. So how are you kind (laughs) and disagreeable at the same time? They seem like opposites. Right. So, you know, I think of, you know, my own children who, how much of the first five years of life are not allowing them to do what they want to do (laughs) Mm -hmm. a lot of times. Would it be kind for me to never, I'll just use food because you know, it's one of my big, my big rocks in my life. Would it be kind for me to never require them to try new things so that they only ate chicken nuggets and French fries and applesauce? You know, it's kinder for me to disagree and, and make them do something that is uncomfortable and show them a different perspective for their good for mm-hmm. their good. That's a, that's kind of a morally neutral example. So if we look to God and his loving kindness, it's meant to lead us to repentance. That's in Romans 2, 4. And God's kindness confronts us in love so that we can be conformed to his image because he wants us to flourish. And so that steadfast loving kindness, he's, it's not conditional. <laughs> you know, it's, it's always there, but it, it doesn't leave us where we are. Okay. It, it requires us to do some changing. Sure. So when you are, from your kid's perspective, you not letting them have cookies for breakfast, lunch, and dinner is mean. Right. <laughs> but from your perspective, you're doing the kind thing because you know what their body needs and you know in the long run that's going to lead to disaster. Yeah. In the short run, they'll have a stomach ache. In the long run, it'll affect their growth mm-hmm. and their health. So, you know, when the psalmist writes, let a righteous man strike me, it is a kindness. He's saying, like, when I have a, a friend who I know is a, is a righteous friend, it's a kindness when they 
kind of hurt me. Kind of come and tell you yeah. the truth. Yeah, they speak the truth to you that hurts. It's a kindness to us when God corrects us or rebukes us or convicts us because he loves us enough to, to want us to become mature and complete and not lacking anything, to quote James. I have to say, you know, in certain relationships, I think I'm pretty good at this. So my family, mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty good at loving kindness. This is harder than cultural kindness. Oh, yeah. You're kind of putting yourself at risk. Yeah. Cultural kindness kind of just says, you do your thing. I'll do mine. That's the kind thing. But when you have a, a bit of a relationship with someone, you got to ask yourself, you know, do I, am I okay for them to do something that I think is really bad for them? Mm-hmm. So oh, you sent me this thing I hadn't listened to yet, Bonnie, about giving advice when it's not asked for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess you got to use discernment and wisdom here. I don't know what the podcaster said about that. I need to go back and read it. Can you yes. summarize? Yeah, you really do have to use discernment and wisdom and you have to have a relationship for sure. But in certain, unless you're being invited in, mm-hmm. then you really don't. So I guess that's maybe Say kind of um, the filter we're looking at. Uh-huh. Have I been invited into this person's life? Mm-hmm. Trusted. Mm-hmm. And just the other night when we were in out West together, I, I laid it on the table and said, all right, all you people here with me, you are officially invited in at any time. You're welcome to say I something in my life. That. It kind of took me aback. And I was like, I I think I, I didn't say it back to you because that just kind of surprised me. Not that I didn't think I could tell you something, but well, it's like, it's like, wow, that's think, really brave. I think that's something you need to, because of our culture mm-hmm. and what it's saying, like, don't talk to me unless I've <laughs> given you license. So I'm giving license. Yeah. Like, I'm open. I want to be teachable. I want to be... Um, somebody who learns something and can be criticized. I want to be able to take that. So if, you know, you guys got something to say, say it. Mm, this is going to be fun. I'll take it. No, I'm just kidding. But really, I'm okay with doing that. Um, I was thinking about when I've been okay with that. When I know someone has my best interests at heart and they love me. So it's that loving kindness. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Um, I work with someone um, through my work at renew.org that is excellent at this. He has such a beautiful blend of loving kindness and honesty so that um, when he gives me a compliment, I know it's a real compliment. Mm -hmm. And when he criticizes me, I'm not just decimated. I don't feel terrible about myself. I I feel like it's a real Mm fair-minded criticism that's coming from a place of love. And that is such a delicate balance. It's a hard balance to strike and it's a skill. It's, it's a real skill. You know, he's 60. So, you know, he's mm-hmm. spent a lifetime, mm-hmm. you know, working on this skill. I bet he wasn't like that when he was 30. So mm-hmm. we want to we wanna move in that direction. And the best place to start really is in the family, where you have a relationship of love um, and trust, where I can be vulnerable with my spouse, and he can be vulnerable with me, and we can speak into each other's lives. If, if you've given right. anybody permission to speak into your life, it's your husband or your wife. Right. Um, yeah, go back to our episode on trust. I, that's so key. Yeah. Do you trust me? And um, then, okay, I've, I've got something to tell you. Are you able to hear it? Yes. So, okay, how do we do this with our kids? Well, this is going to be the long play. You're going to be doing this their whole childhood. But first of all, we model how to disagree, mm-hmm. which we've talked about on here before. You know, you don't get loud. Yeah, there's ways to fight fair. Mm-hmm. And you can do reflective listening where you are listening to the other person and say back to them what you've heard them say. Mm-hmm. 
And when in the heat of the moment, it's not so easy to do. That's easier no, to say right now. Absolutely, it is. <laughs> than it is in the heat of the moment. Yep. Our last little disagreement, um, well, was in the airport coming back from our little trip to New Mexico. And I was like, just tell me what you want me to do. And I didn't do, I did zero reflective listening in that moment. It's <laughs> like, whatever, just tell, let's get this over with. And so, yeah, practice people. You're, you're just gonna, you're gonna need to practice. It's not gonna be perfect. Just, you're doing not, this your whole life. Yeah. So just be nice to yourself. Don't, mm-hmm. don't say you're a failure. Just go, okay, I can do this a little bit better next time. Yeah. Um, model how to turn the other cheek. So, huh. Um, somebody gets snippy with you and you don't respond in kind. Yes. And you can even say something about it. Ooh, that was a little sharp, but I'm going to overlook that right now and, you know, say something different. Um, tell your, you're doing that in front of your children. They're watching you. If, you know, I would, I would point it out in front of my children. You know, if, if a person at the checkout line was rude, you know, maybe debrief in the car. Mm -hmm. You know what I wanted to say? with something back. But what I decided was the right thing to do was to turn the other cheek. I mean, you need to point out what that looks like. That's great. When you have conflict with your, with your children, if you have more than one, oh my goodness, you're going to have a million opportunities for this because you live in a family <laughs> and you're going to go down on each other's nerves. You're going to yes. get crossways with each other. And you're so run out of cheeks to turn. That's right. You're so you're going to say, we're not responding in kind to that. Um, and then in that same vein, you learn how to reconcile. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gone over the forgiveness, repentance, restoration. Um, we won't do it again here, but just know there's a proper way to apologize. Yes. Look for our episode on that. Model that for sure. Mm-hmm. And then I think this is an awesome one, is to model how to talk to yourself mm-hmm. when you fail. Because of all the people in the world, I think sometimes we can be most unkind to ourselves. So true. Um, so when you catch your child... I'm so stupid, or I can't do anything, or I, like, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, self. (laughs) I'm not going to talk to myself that way. That's not being kind. Um, Yeah, turn that around and and start early with that one. Yeah, we did not allow that kind of talk out loud. Of course, you can't control what your child thinks, but... Um, you know, the Mayo Clinic notes, it's not just how you treat other people. It's how you extend the same behaviors to yourself, Um. People are really good at verbally beating themselves up. And I'm, I've said it before on here. You can talk yourself into depression. I did it. Mm-hmm. I did it because I was so unkind to myself about how I was handling motherhood with an infant. You know, I, <laughs> when, my, when my counselor said, you know, tell me what you're saying tell me to yourself in your head. I said it out loud and I thought, oh my goodness, I would never say that to any other to person. Your friend, right. Any other person. So yeah, you want to take every thought captive in obedience to Christ and you, you don't um, talk unkindly to yourself, nor do you talk unkindly to others. It's just lies, really. It is. It's sweeping, kind of sweeping, like you always do this. You never do that. You're a terrible person for that. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. We're all a mix. Yes. We're all a mix of behaviors. I think that's a big one. Start those, those tapes playing in your head differently mm-hmm. from an early age. And then our last aspect of kindness is that kindness grows from following our Savior, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Christian kindness is a different type of grace because we give it out of the abundance of the grace given to us. Paul mentions it as part of our worthy walk in Ephesians. Be kind to one another, he says, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. 
I think that's interesting that it's connected to forgiveness. <laughs> he knows how relationships go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he also says kindness will be a result or the fruit of walking by the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So in the same way, when we're kind to somebody else in a way that they didn't earn or expect, we're sharing God's kindness with us. I mean, it really is the gospel. Like, you know, there's, there's a couple of foundational principles to the gospel. And it, and it really is about, you know, Jesus says, if you don't forgive your neighbor, God won't forgive you. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not tit for tat. It's like, you don't understand what I've done for you. If you can't be kind and offer forgiveness, then you don't know what you've got. Right. It's, it all kind of comes from gratitude. Yeah. When you, when you realize like, wow, I've been freed from all that shame. I'm freed from all that, that sin. And I'm free to walk, um, in ways that bless myself and bless other people. Mm -hmm. Then you are going to be more quick to be kind and to forgive. So, uh, Jesus says, you know, love your enemies do good to them, lend to them, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For He is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful as your Father is merciful. So how do we model that to our children? Mm -hmm. Well, you probably have to get a little creative, but one (laughs) way is to have a little kindness jar. Um, Write down when you do an act of kindness secretly and kind of put it in the jar. You don't have to tell anybody about it. You could even put a little star beside it if you did it in response to evil. You know, it's like doubly good, you know. There's kindness that's done just without being prompted. There's kindness that's done from being prompted. And then there's kindness that's done from even in defiance of what's done to you. Yeah. And then moms, try to follow up with kindness towards your children when they mess up and point out that that's how God deals with us. Mm. You know, how um, else are they going to know what mercy is, what the concept of it is, unless you say, look, right now, this is what's happening. This mm-hmm, is mercy. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, uh, I would, yeah, I would just spell it out here. You know that you broke this family rule and you know the consequence uh, for breaking that rule in our family is, you know, whatever time out mm-hmm. or um, if you didn't pick up your toys, you lose all your toys that you didn't pick up. And I would just say, I'm going to extend mercy to you. I'm not going to enact that. I'm going to let let this pass out of my kindness towards you, my love towards you. That's how God acts towards us. I'm going to do it this time. But Mm -hmm. I still expect you in the future to do it. So let's just move on from there and do a little reset. There Um, you go. Model kindness to those who are unkind to you in front of your children. When you're getting cut off in traffic, when your spouse snaps at you, when your kids are mean to you, when your teenager's grumpy and in a foul mood model kindness anyway do not be overcome moms do not be overcome it it really does stand out when you give a soft answer a soft answer turns away wrath right. but a harsh word stirs up anger <laughs> and it's contagious it yeah so it could turn the whole situation around it really can um and then again memorizing a verse if you're having a particular problem about this in your house do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good romans 12:21 you know, just look, you know, Google it. <laughs> if you don't, I would say look in a concordance. Do people have concordances anymore? You oh. can just say, I just would say like kindness in the Bible. Yeah. And then verses about kindness in the Bible and they'll, they'll start coming up. Um, it's, it's so 
again, like all the virtues that I'm seeing in scripture, science is just confirming what God already knew is that it's good for us. Mm -hmm. It's good for us. It's good for others. This is how the world works best. Just step into that. This is how, yeah, God's kingdom is already, but not yet. Let's live in the already. Mm -hmm. Let's bring that not yet here as much as we can. And even good old FDR, one of our presidents, um, knew the value of kindness. He said, human kindness has never weakened the stamina or softened the fiber of a free people. A nation does not have to be cruel to be tough. Hmm. That's a good quote. I could, I would say a family does not have to be cruel to be tough. That's right. That loving kindness is one of the fibers that strengthens the family. Absolutely. I would totally agree with that. Tough and resilient. Well, if you want any of these verses or any of um, like the article that Renee mentioned earlier. Or the books we're recommending. Yep. They're all linked in, in our um, notes on this website, justaskyourmom.com. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram and take five seconds to rate and review the podcast and share it with your friends. Yeah. And send us your topic suggestions to justaskyourmompodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just Just Ask Ask Your Mom. Mom.